Hello, Molo, Sawbona, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Durban. We are part of a global family of churches with the purpose to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You can find us in big cities like London, New York, Paris, and Joburg. You can also find us in nations like Bangladesh, Botswana, China, and even Hawaii. In Durban, we have a local vision of being a healthy church that starts other healthy churches. Our mission is reach, disciple, impact. We want to reach every person, every campus, and every nation. Join this mission to honor God and advance His kingdom. Good morning, church. Wonderful to see you all this morning in the flesh. Fantastic for well done for coming out this morning on the rainy morning, and for all you who are cheating and in bed still. Watching this on TV, feel the judgment. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, I'm going to ask Sandile, why don't you come on up here, champ? Um, I'm introducing our preacher this morning. Um, so, um, you know, I joined this church, I think, like 20 years ago as a very young man. And I think one of the best gifts... This church has given to me and to so many other young people is just the opportunity to grow up and just become and to make mistakes and to try and to go for it. And, you know, that's just something that's on our church is that we've uh, we've been blessed with so many young people over the years, young men and women that have been raised up into ministry and through, through this pulpit and through the various avenues that we have as a church on the campus or even in the community. And so um, we have a, a young son in the house this morning, Sandile Tele, who's uh, hailing all the way from Umlaz, who's going to be bringing us the word this morning. So let's give him lots of amens and encouragement as this is his first preach in the house, and we're proud of him. Yeah. Okay, hello, 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 San Bonan. All right, yes, Sandile. <laughs> I feel the pressure to say that, I don't know why. Yeah, um, I will be sharing the word today. I'm very expectant for God to move, not only through me, but in this house. Amen? I'm expectant for change in people's lives, and the worship was just amazing. Like, it was nah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for continuously offering your acts of service and, yeah, sacrificing your time so that church could happen. Um, That said, we have been on a series called Defined By. Before we head over to that, let me open up my notes so that I don't lose track. Uh, Okay, cool. All right, cool. So we're doing a series called Defined By, and it has been a great few weeks. Smo started the series with um, Defined By Love, of which for some of us, it got a little bit, we felt the punch, because we were being told, or rather God was speaking about us, choosing love over hate. 
Amen. And how so uh, peculiar that we are journeying through the season of voting. There's so much debate around, uh, wounds are opening up, whatever, whatever, whatever. But we were told to choose love over all. Amen. Choose love over the leaders that are not making sense right now. Choose love over that mayor who's corrupt and whatnot. Choose love. And then last week we did what? Be defined by faithfulness. Yes. Oh, that one was tough. Because it reminded me that I haven't been faithful on my workout program. So, <laughs> so that one for me was like, ish, yeah, Jesus. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, it was really hard. But above all, we have to be faithful even as we are serving in our acts of ministry, uh, an act of service, whatever we do, if you're in a worship team, if you are in the ushering, whatever the box might be, be faithful. If you have to wake up and you know that you have to be here at half seven, be here at half seven. Be faithful and, you know, be accountable in everything that you're doing. God is faithful. Why can't we be faithful? Because it's so easy for us to say, all your promises are yes and I amen. Yes, God, you are faithful. But if I track, Sandile, are you being faithful with one, two, three, four that God has given you? You're not there. So we have to be faithful. We're moving on to the next fruit in our salad bowl. I'm sure you guys love fruit salads. Amen. The next fruit is defined by joy. Well, I'm sure as you had the worship team, we're going for joy this morning. Amen. Amen. Yes, we're defined by joy. Before we start, there's a picture um, of two different fruits that I love to share, roughly. Yes. Uh, The other one is it there. Okay, cool. Check the first one. And then check the second one again. Just see similarities and differences there. Okay. These two are of different uh, fruits. These trees belong to different fruits. However, if you look at uh, the beginning phase of it, they all look similar. Or rather, they both look similar. The difference comes when you start seeing the fruit. And then now you can tell that, oh, the first one fully um, grown tree or fruit tree is actually a peach. Then the second one is lemon. And then it got me thinking about the series that we're doing when we're talking about, or rather when we keep on saying, defined by. I'm like, what is to be defined exactly? What are we talking about? Because it's what, third week now, we're saying defined by this and that and that, defined by joy. What do we mean? And then I went to the dictionary and it said, defined, it means having a definite outline or specification, precisely marked or stated. I love the word definite because it means that it's certain, it's sure, it's final, and also it's unquestionable. Now for us to be defined, better yet, we are defined by God, first of all. That's the utmost uh, Defined, defiance, if I would put it like that. We are defined by God. And if you look at the pictures that I showed, there needs to be fruit for us to actually see that, okay, this is a, a peach. This is a, uh, a lemon tree. There needs to be fruit. The Bible tells us that we will know them by the fruit that they bear, that they are the children of God. 
<coughs> Amen will know by the fruits that they bear. So, if you are bearing fruits of the world, we will call you of the world. But if you are bearing fruits that are of God, we will call you of God. You are the son and daughter of the kingdom. Now, these fruits, when you go back uh, to Trek Galatians, it tells us these are the fruits of the Spirit. Now, we will know you by the fruits that you show, that you are of the Spirit, that you are communing with the Holy Spirit. That you are one with the Holy Spirit. That you're showing love. That you're showing faithfulness. And now, this week, we pray and we hope and I'm trusting that we'll be showing more joy in such a time. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Now, let's go back to memory lane. Since we know that we are being defined by joy. Um, just open up your mental gazers right now. And just think, recall a time whereby you were really happy. A time whereby you were filled with joy. For some of us, it might be different. For me, it's walking up to my granny's house for a fresh bowl of soft porridge in the morning. Well, unfortunately, I was still a kid. So I don't really remember that time. So I was told that I would run across the street so that I'll go to my grand's house and then ask for a soft bowl of or a bowl of soft porridge, sorry. And yeah, I mean my granny does it. Well she used to do it. Now I'm growing apparently I don't fit the criteria anymore. So <laughs> that said, we all have different experiences. Some it might be that cup of coffee in the morning for some Amen to that. <laughs> I think that's the one thing that made me slip off uh, my workout regime. So it's, it might be that. For some, the Joshua's, that first date, amen. You know, <laughs> maybe it was that element or it, it brought that joy. However, when we look back now, for most of us, the time whereby we really experienced joy, it was when we were kids. Like fully, fully immersed in joy. And you can say, I'm on joyous celebration, Igada. Right? But we've grown. And somehow, I find it strange that as we grow from that time whereby we are kids, we're moving, all the development stages, joy becomes like water that you will put in the sand and it will just evaporate when it's hot. Why is that? Yet we call ourselves children of God and we should be in a place whereby we are so fulfilled in the presence of God. We are so filled with joy. Like, if you see me, I should be the happiest of people. Of course, don't be a clown, but like, (laughs) but be happy. Be happy. So that shows us that somehow, yes, the world in fact is actually anxious. The world is stressed. And for us not to be defined by that, we need to shift from that mindset. When the world is stressed, we choose to be happy. When the world is sad, we choose to smile. When our neighbors are not good with us or whatever, we choose the opposite of that, what the world is giving. So in your fruit salad, if they give you broccoli, choose another fruit. That's what I'm saying. Amen. <laughs> cool. Moving right along. And one thing that I've seen is that 
God is really smart. When you look at the Bible, I'm like, oh, 2,000 years back. But the, the stuff that he speaks are still so relevant. Being defined is not for you to conform to the patterns of the world. Romans says it best. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That's Romans 12. We should never be conformed. So if you are, if you are choosing what the world is offering you, by virtue you are conforming. By virtue you are choosing to believe what the system is giving you. You are choosing to believe that, ah, valid is no good. Somehow then we are saying that Christ, what you came for was in vain. Because Christ comes to bring and change the narrative and change the scope. Is that, yes, the world is broken, but I have raised up disciples that will bring, or rather make the world uh, a whole. Make the world whole and bring healing to the world. That whenever there is sickness, that I've raised people and I've given them gifts whereby they will pray for people. I've, I've uh, um, sanctioned them. I've anointed them that whenever they pray for the sick, they shall be healed. Whenever they speak things into being, they shall appear because they are one with me. They understand the dynamics of the spirit realm of which I am from, of which I journey with them into such. Therefore, you are the change we are the change. If ever there are things that need to be broken and changed and new things that need to be implemented, I'm sorry, but we, under, we need to understand that we are the answer. If we keep looking at the world like, oh yeah, there will be a next Einstein who's going to come. The Einstein is here in the Bible, in the reading of the word, in the spending time with the Lord, in understanding the truth that God has spoken over our lives. Therefore, we are the change of the world. Then we change the narrative that I'm not going to be defined by sadness. I'm not going to be defined by depression. I'm not going to be defined by anxiety. I'm not going to be defined by any form of panic or any spirit that is not of God. But I will be defined by the joy of God. Amen. Amen. And there's so much of joy in the Bible. I was quite shocked, but of course because of time, we're going to take a few scriptures. First Corinthians, uh, rah, 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 not Corinthians, Chronicles, it reads, Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy. It's good to pause there, right? Already we know, attic joy. But strength and joy fill the dwelling, fill his dwelling. For all the gods of the nation are idols, but it is the Lord who made the heavens. Splendor, strength, and joy, they fill his dwelling. Like, it's not filled, ne? but there's something of which I'm going to take out again. <laughs> Amen. So now, the dwelling, you see, it's no longer filled. But I'd love to think that what the author of Chronicles was trying to say that it overflows with joy. It overflows with majesty. It overflows with splendor. Because that's how majestic our God is. Like I don't believe that Unkulunkulu, as triumphant as he is, as ambiguous as he is, that there will be 
a cup half filled. Everything goes or comes to surplus. There is always more than enough. And joy is more than enough. And then you go to Psalms. It says, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. With eternal pleasures in your right hand. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Your joy is found in the presence of God. In the presence of God. When you're spending that quiet time, you get to tap into the things that are in the presence of God. When you're spending time in your word, when you're spending time in your fellowship, you're tapping into the things that are of God. Amen. Heaven is filled with joy. But somehow we have believed a lie and we need to own up to that lie. We have believed that God doesn't want us to be happy because of the narrative that the world has given us of who God is. Yes, God is high, majestic, and what, 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 and strong and mighty in battle. Amen. That is good and he is that. But he is also a God of joy. And we need to start believing that, hey, yes, we understand this happens. But remember that the enemy will always try to come and steal what the Lord speaks of our lives. The enemy will always come and try to steal, kill and destroy whatever that is good, whole and perfect in the sight of God. And then now we get to spaces whereby we start believing the lies. That God is not a joyous God. I mean like the Bible says, when one's soul repents, when one's soul repents and turns back and goes back home, man, the joy that we'll see in heaven. So now, if you're becoming too logical about it, how many hours are there in a day? How many minutes are there in a day? How many people are actually reaching out? How many people are actually being saved? It's a whole lot. So for a moment there, you begin to realize that actually heaven is joyous. There's always a party hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second, because there are people like Mluha going to the hospitals. That give, that people are giving, life, giving their lives to Christ, sharing their salvation with people, and boom, it's a party, Holy Ghost party. Amen. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that but I was waiting for the right time <laughs> alright so today we're going to be looking at that and I'm going to take you through Hebrews it's a famous scripture and we will look at that uh, in terms of what we have to uh, rather when we speak about joy, what, what is the track? And there will be three different keys that we'll look at, whereby that will guide us on how we will regain our joy. Because, yeah, it's been a hard couple of years, two years actually. There's a lot that has been happening, the COVID pandemic, uh, job losses, families passing on. You know, you, feel, you almost feel justified not to be happy. You almost feel justified not to be okay, but I want to snatch you out of that place and bring you into the truth that God brings today, this morning. Amen. But before we do that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you that your word is true, God. We thank you that you are powerful beyond measure, God. God, we sanctify this moment, Jesus. And we ask you to come, Holy Spirit. 
come and do away with anything that is not of you, God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3, it reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him enjoyed the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who enjoyed such hostility, such hostility from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. God, this is your word. Father, I pray that this moment be yours, God. I step aside so that you be magnified, God. Jesus, I ask you that you be the main speaker. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you be the main speaker. May I just be a vessel, God. I thank you for a change, oh Father, that will happen in this moment. This is your moment. This is your time. Come do what you want to do, Holy Spirit. Come do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So this passage is a, is a very famous one. A lot of people like using it. But somehow, reading it in preparation for today's sermon or today's word, it got me thinking of a whole lot of stuff. And how, indeed, it's fitting that when God turns the side, the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. And when he turns, holy, 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 you will never get enough of the word of God. There's always so much in it for each and every season that you find yourself in your life. And what a way for Jesus to give us a manual, so to say, um, in us acquiring the joy that we ought to walk in. In us giving us track that, okay, remember the joy that is set before you. This is what you have to do. Of course, he's not going to tell you like that. That, okay, one, this is what you have to do. Two, this is what you have to do. Three, but in the passage and in the reading of the word with the Holy Spirit and discerning and dissecting the word, you journey through it and then you see, oh, point, 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 point. As I said, there will be three keys that we, we will look in. Remember, we spoke about the trees. Now, for us, the tree to be fully defined, it has to go through different processes. It has to be, of course, the seed needs to be planted, the soil needs to be well off, uh, enough nutrients, enough water, enough sunlight. There needs to be pruning. You need to come around at times to clear off alien species that might come and be invasive in a way that the tree uh, no longer has the opportunity to grow. Amen. So even now, as, as we are doing this, for us to be in a position whereby we say we are defined by joy, we have to go through some stuff. We have to go through pruning. We have to make sure that we're getting enough water. We have to make sure that we have enough sunlight. 
until to a point whereby the fruit of joy illuminates in our life. And then I can say, Sis Knox, oh, shame, you are so joyous. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you are joy. Joy is there, like without a shadow of a doubt, because you have dealt with some stuff. So today we will deal with some stuff and declare freedom so that when you sing that song, I'm no longer a slave, you sing it with understanding. When you say that I'm trading my sorrows for the joy of the Lord, you know exactly what is the joy of the Lord. That you are defined by that and not whatever the enemy tries to come and cloud your mind with. Amen. Amen. Cool. The word there said before, I liked how the Greek um, define it or explain it. In the Greek word, it's, it's called prokemai. Prokemai. And this is equivalent to being appointed or destined. Appointed or destined. How many of you know that whatever that the Lord has destined for you, it shall come to pass? Amen. Amen. And you believe that. That if I wake, up, I wake you up at 12 midnight, like, hey, do you believe that you are destined for joy? Or you're going, yes, I'm destined for joy. Are you going to be like that? Because if you believe it, then you need to walk in it. Now, for me, understanding or hearing that actually, I'm destined for joy. That shifted the entire thing for me. An entire narrative of my life. Um, growing up not being in a state whereby I can say, subtract the porridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the moment of joy. So let's... Take aside the, the porridge story. There was never a moment whereby I could say I was, fu- I was fully in a place or in a state whereby, yo, man, I was happy. Always wanted uh, a Batman suit PJs. Never got them. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never got those. But we grew up. So I always wanted to wear whatever action figure. My other grandmother was not so fond of that. So I was forced to wear like a proper gentleman, teenager, while still a kid. Like, okay, for Christmas, you're not getting Spider-Man, you're not getting Batman. So that, I didn't like that. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I wanted to be like the other kids. You know, wear that Batman, Ben 10, watch. Uh, you know, the stuff that will, yeah, keep you happy, you know, and light up. I never got that. But now, it also got really bad, because my upbringing was quite abusive. So, and me being happy, it almost was like a fantasy, so happiness was in my mind, but when I looked around my life, there was no happiness at all until the day I got saved. Until the day I got saved. Amen. Until the day I got saved, I understood that I am destined for joy. No matter what my pastor said, no matter what the enemy has came and snatched out, no matter whatever the abuse that I had to endure, I was destined for joy. Amen. And the enemy knew that 
Me understanding that, oh, what danger is that going to bring in the kingdom of darkness? Because I wouldn't be here. Amen. I wouldn't be standing here talking about a joy that God brings for us. A joy that is only found in the presence of God. The plan was to drive me farther and farther and farther away from the presence of God so that I will conform to the patterns, to the standard of the world that, dude, vele, the track says this and that and that about you. So, forget it. You're not getting out. But the hope of glory came. The hope of glory came and he said, point number one, you need to let go of some stuff for you to be happy, to experience joy. You need to let go of some stuff. Where do we find that? We find it in the first verse, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us throw off. Yeah, it was a plan, by the way, that I'm treating my sorrow song yeah, we meant business sometimes. <laughs> we meant business because for you to actually continue the path that the Lord has set before you, you need to let go some stuff. But the good thing is that you don't have to do it alone. Jesus walks with you. Jesus comes and says, hey, can I help you? My yoke is easy and light. I can sure carry that for you. I love you that much that you do not have to carry it for yourself. Even if you try, you wouldn't. Because the things that the enemy comes, they are not of this world, mind you. They are also of spirit. Now, if you are weak in your spirit, you do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you don't have the tools that you need, how on earth are you going to carry the weight that you busy with? Oh man, now I miss my backpack. It would have been great this moment. Okay, but yeah, we need to let go of some stuff. And in thinking that, um, I'm sure, like, there was a moment whereby things got, or things turned south. It was never like that, I'd like to think, because at one point the world was perfect and it was whole, right? And then something happened. So we're going back, Genesis. Genesis, Adam and Eve, our forefathers. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we thank them because Jesus came. So if they were not there, Jesus might have not come. So we look at uh, Adam and Eve. Those guys were in the presence of the Lord. Everything was there. Everything was there. Um, they were in the presence, everything taken care of. Uh, one would surely assume that they were with joy, they were filled with joy. And that picture really paints that Uguti, joy indeed is in the presence of the Lord. But when sin came and they disobeyed, they stripped themselves off from that. They, they cut ties with God. They stepped out of the presence of the Lord. And what happened is that with that, the result of it, we then tried by all means to look for that one thing on earth that would point us back to God. That would point us back to the presence, a copy of the presence of God. The Rikofi. Um, 
we tried to look for that. We tried to look for that thing, but we have never actually found it until Jesus came. And Jesus comes to bring that. But now, when we say that we're having to let go of the things that we, um, that might be the encumbrance, the weights uh, over our life. I'm talking about the sickness that is in your life that is somehow not curable. And each and every morning or each and every day you have to take the medication. It's tough, right? It's painful. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It's a weight. Because it actually affects how you see life. It affects how you view things in life. I'm talking about unemployment. You're not being able to make ends meet. The finances are not adding up. Uh, the kids are not, you name it, the weight that is stopping you from running at full pace and at full speed the pace, the race that God has set before you. Whatever that is heavy in your heart, whatever that is heavy in your body and your life, whether it be your in-laws, whether it be your schoolwork, whether it be your, 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 your boss at work, whatever it might be, it's weighty, it's heavy. And that's cool. Admit that it's heavy. Because what we do at times, we don't want to admit that actually it's hard. It's heavy. I'm tired. Let's be honest this morning before God and with ourselves. Whatever weight that is in our lives, whatever sin that we are walking in, the, 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 the habitual sin, the unrepented sin, that thing will cost you. That thing will cost you your joy because when you come into church, you're even afraid to just smile. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, because they'll start to ask questions and then now I have to lie and then that builds up or whatever. I come to connect group, they will ask questions like, the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. It's a weight. And it's time that we bring that weight and the sin before the Lord and say, God, I'm trading all of these things for the joy of the Lord. Amen. I'm trading all these things because if you do not trade them in, then that means you're trading the joy of the Lord for such things. Have you thought of it like that? Because you're continuing like, hey, dude, Sandile Mayok is like, no, I'm fine, Jesus. But I can help you know I'm fine, Jesus. Then I'm indirectly saying, Jesus, I'm okay. I'm choosing this. And then I come back Sunday morning, I'm a child of God. Stop lying. Stop lying. You are still a child of this earth, mind you. We shall see them by their fruit, that they are children of God. So you don't, you don't have claim if you're not letting go of your stuff. I do believe that God wants to set you free, but you have to want it. If you don't want it, he will not help you. He's a gentleman like that. He will not force himself on you. Are you wanting it that bad? Let it go. Let it go. Amen. If you are feeling like you do not have strength, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Find the joy in God and you will find your strength. Amen. Moving on to key number two. Live purposefully. That one, we're finding on, let us run with endurance the race set out for us. We all have a purpose that God has given us. We all have a God-given calling that we meant to fulfill in this earth. Excuse me. Jesus had his own purpose. He fulfilled it. 
Was it easy? No, it wasn't. It was hard. But he endured till the end and fulfilled that. So get to a place whereby you understand what God has called you for. Get to a place whereby you understand your purpose. I've often seen that in times whereby I know that I'm moving in the purpose of God and I'm in track, you know, ah, yes, God, me and you are best buddies. I'm the happiest that you'll find me. You'll find fulfillment in doing what God has called you. I mean, Jesus had an opportunity there for a moment in Gethsemane to say, you know what, Dad, I'm okay. (sighs) Let's find another alternative for these people to be saved. But he had to choose that, God, this is a purpose. This is a calling that you have given me. So I'm going to run with it. Amen. I'm going to run with it. But you know, sometimes it's really difficult to know what's your purpose. Uh, Like, until we, yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, but it's so easy for us to find purpose because we are in Christ. Because he's the one who is the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, right? So he knows that I've designed him and I've destined you for this and that and that. So how we, how we do this, we need to find Christ. If ever you're in a place or in a state whereby it's like, oh, I don't know what exactly am I supposed to do, but I do want this joy. But living for a purpose, like I'm so lost right now. Find Christ. Turn to the Bible. Pray for direction. And then pray for the will of the Father. Ask for God's will to show over your life. But once you have done that, because it's so easy for us to pray the will, because the Bible is there, the Connect Group members are there, uh, your pastors are there to guide you. It's so easier for that, right? Because everyone surrounds you. So everyone will bring prophecy. They will bring the word of direction. But when we now have to seek, or rather we have seek the will, the next phases follow. And we so often don't like the follow-up process into that. It's so easy for us to pray and to trust and declare, yada, 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 yada. But when we now have to take action and follow through with what God has said, with what we have prayed for, with the revelations that we have given, dololo, we are not there. So we need to follow through. Um, Rick Warren states something in a book uh, titled Purpose Driven Life. He gives us a, 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 a scope or rather a, a, a follow through guide on how we can live um, our, our purpose, a purpose driven life. And he, 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 he says five stuff that I think are quite, are quite significant. Is that we are planned for God's pleasure. We were planned for God's pleasure, meaning that Understanding that the ultimate purpose is for us to be in Christ. We were planned for his pleasure. So our worship needs to be authentic. It needs to be real. The ways in us finding joy. Um, it needs to be real. And worship by sense, not singing. Our life as Christians, our lifestyle needs to be fully devoted to Christ. And be authentic as possible. 
We were formed for God's family. We were never called to be alone. We were never called to be um, islands. We were never designed for that, but we're designed to be part of a spiritual family. Amen? A spiritual family that is like this. People who will cheer you on. People who surround you. People who tell you the truth, even when it hurts. When uh, 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 You don't want to hear any form of truth, but they will speak that. We were created to become like Christ. We need to surrender ourselves for real discipleship. And it says that we were shaped for serving God and we were made for a mission. We all have a mission. For Christ it was to give hope. For you is to continue that mission. To continue that mission, making sure that everyone knows God. Everyone knows Jesus. So that evangelism is part of the track for you in living out the fulfillment of Christ. The fulfillment of joy. And then moving on to the last key, which is focus on Christ. Focus on Christ. This talks about salvation. You cannot do this without Jesus. You cannot be happy without Jesus. As kids, we used to sing so many songs. Um, I'm sure some of you might know the songs. Uh, the one that really came to mind was Minangis Tatulo. Do you remember it goes meaning is tatulo, bonke abantu banyati langa, banje sinkuki, banje sinkuki le sigiji, gije, gije, gije. Direct translation: I am a shoe. Um, yeah, <laughs> it sounds good in Zulu, <laughs> but it's not good actually. So now I'm worn out, I'm tired because everyone, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think let's keep it there, PG-13, amen. Uh, but there's this one particular song that I recall till this day. I never understood it as a kid. Lenjabulo esinayo ifunyanwa goguza guchesu. Lenjabulo esina yesina ifunyanwa ngoguza guchesu. Amen. That was nice. Yes. But for a kid that didn't make any sense. It was a tune with a melody like yes. Yo, my teacher is happy today we're singing this song. It never made sense. Until I'm like snap. That's a catch. But it holds so much truth. We should sing this as adults. To remind ourselves that the joy that we have is only found when we're coming to Jesus. And then when the song continues, it says, The one that you find here on earth does not stay. It passes by. And it holds no peace. I do not want that copy. I want the original thing where I say the joy that is found in Christ is forever eternal. The joy that is found in Christ will not fade. The joy that is found in Christ I know is safely stored in the heavenly storehouse. Because this is my treasure that the Lord has given me. Whereby the Bible says that store your treasures in the house of the Lord. Where moth and wrath will not come and deter it. And steal it away. Where is your joy found this morning? 
for you to come and say that you are defined by joy. Are you in line and in connection with the triumph God? Is Christ your Savior? And the things that we... Because it's so easy to think about joy as like, yes, it's about happiness. But when you actually look at it, it's about being submitted to the Lordship of Christ. Because when you understand the Lordship of Christ, it says, give everything to me. Give everything to me. Everything in that sense that your thoughts, your, your life, your history, your past, everything is it submitted to the life of Christ. Remember, you letting go of some stuff. That's you giving back all those things to Christ. You're finding a purpose in God. Your purpose, is it under the Lordship of Christ? Are you surrendering it to Christ? And then you're focusing your eye on Christ that, Jesus, if you go this side, I'm going this side. Jesus, if you're going this side, I'm going this side. Because if I fall off, I understand that God, ah, oh, unto me. For the world will try to snatch me out. In understanding that your joy is found in Christ, to say, Jesus, even though this cross is heavy, but I'm going to carry it. Jesus, I'm waking up right now. The weight is heavy. But I'm choosing to give it to you again this morning. Jesus, I do not know where I'm going, but I'm choosing to ask for direction from you. Look at Paul. He did that until the end of it. Choosing, choosing, choosing. Do you choose joy this morning? Or do you choose to be part of the cancer that we are seeing here on earth? Because we are called to be the medication that will heal us, that would heal our land. That when I come to you, I'm like, I'm not okay. Depression has gotten a hold of me. Don't say, oh, and just take light. Are you a friend that will pray for me? Are you a friend that will speak truth? Are you a friend that will share light? It will be hard to do all those things if you don't have your ducks in a row, you yourself. You know, it would really be hard. Because the animal will come and it was like, yo, you're telling this guy to repent. Remember what you did. You know what you are doing. You're telling them to search for purpose. Where are you? What are you doing? So, for us to go and heal, for us to go and start giving people identity, this is a place of healing. This is a place of healing whereby we all need to come and surrender. And surrender it all to Christ and let the joy of the Lord define us so that we can go and pass on the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord is the good news, the gospel. He came, he died, he was buried, he resurrected, and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He died for you, for me, and for everyone. Whosoever comes to him shall receive this joy that we're talking about. A joy that has no expiry date. 
a joy that is eternal and forevermore. Amen. So with that said, can we all stand? If ever there's anyone here, you know there's weight that you need to let go of. You know there's weight that you need to bring before the Lord, before the altar. You know that there's sin in your heart that you need to surrender to the Lord. You know that there are thoughts that are crippling you each and every moment. And you're just like, God, I don't know how to come out of it. I don't know how to come out of it. I want to plead with you, just give it all to Jesus, whatever it is right now. Search your heart and give it all to Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whoever is here, God, and they're feeling like they need to release stuff, God, thank you that you are breaking those things. Thank you that, Lord Jesus, there is a trading that is happening right now in the atmosphere, God. There is a trading that is happening in the spiritual realm, Father God. People are receiving their joy, oh God. People are receiving their breakthrough, mighty God. I believe for some of you, God is saying, I've heard you crying. I've seen you crying. I've seen your tears. I've felt your pain. And it's saying to you, would you trust me this time? Present it to me. Sacrifice it unto me. Sacrifice it unto me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And for those who haven't, you feel like maybe you fell through the wagon. If there, are any, if there is any person who loves to recommit their life to Christ, can you please come forward and then we'll pray with you. If ever you haven't given your life to the Lord and admit and believe and declare that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, please raise up your hand so that we'll pray for you and invite you to this family that God created you for. Spiritual family. God, we thank you, Jesus. Even for the people who are online, God, who are just, yeah, giving their lives to you, Jesus. We thank you that you are doing a great work right now, Holy Spirit. We thank you that this moment is yours, God. Father, we say, Lord, we do not partner with the lies that the enemy is bringing, God. Yeah. Come break every chain, God. Come break every chain, Holy Spirit. Release your joy, O Father. Release your joy, O Father. Release your joy, everlasting Jesus. We do not want to be a generation that is defined by the things of the world, O God. We don't want to be a people that are defined by the things of this world, Jesus. God, we're trading it all, Jesus, for you. We're trading it all for you, God. We bless you, God. In your holy name.
Amen. Amen. Come on, give him another hand. Well done, Sanjeevay. <laughs> what a great word. I don't know about you, but I'm challenged, man. I'm so challenged, you know, just to uh, to make an exchange, to make an exchange, and, and, and make to decide today that you know what, I choose the joy of the Lord. I mean, I choose to believe what the Word is saying, rather than my circumstances or even my biology or the history or what's going on. Like, really, come on, what are we magnifying in our lives, saints? What are we magnifying? Are we magnifying our problems? Are we magnifying the, the, all the chaos around us? Or are we plugging into this word and this truth and this savior and this destiny and this purpose that we have and this calling that we have and this amazing, joyous God who, who's there for us? What are we tapping into? I think it's, I think we need to make an exchange. Amen. Amen. Let's make this a week of joy. Let's make this a week where we're going to remind our faces that we saved. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we remind our faces just this morning that, like, remind your face, just say, hey, face, I'm saved. Heaven is my home. Jesus is my Lord. I've been filled with the Spirit of God. I have a destiny. I have a plan. Just remind your face and let your face just go like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. And let's go out there and be a force of joy in the world. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for Sandile. Thank you for this time in your presence just to worship and adore you and receive from you. There's such a beautiful move of your spirit amongst us this morning, Lord. I know that you're taking burdens. You're lifting burdens of people this morning. You're setting captives free. You're reminding us of who we are in you. And and we say, come Holy Spirit. I pray you bless every man, woman, and child here this morning or online. And may this be a week, Lord, a full of the joy of the Lord in our lives. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. Be gracious to you and fill you with peace. Amen. Amen, church. Have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you to those who joined us. Let's go out with a celebration. Amen. Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.